Welcome to today's word. The message for today is talking about being rescued for real. Being rescued for real. If I look at the world, the world is such that there are a lot of things that are happening currently, both internally in your countries and also in the world as a whole. Even within families, there's a lot that is happening. And as a result, you find that there are things that look like trials and tiring things are happening in our lives and piling up because of what the world looks like. But I just wanted to reassure you that by the end of today's word, you will understand that God knew exactly all the things that were coming and was able to put together a structure and a plan that allows and cushions this for everyone. So if you are one of those or if you're feeling like you're tired sometimes, like it's too much sometimes, like things are piling up on top of each other, sometimes too tired to carry on, it's understandable. It's the world. We're living in a world whereby there's a lot that happens and some of it you find that you feel like you have no control over it. So I want to reassure you that God's word is timely, which says rescued for real. We have been rescued for real. And I thank the Holy Spirit because he's going to guide us. He's going to talk to you. He's going to even lay the word in your heart. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that today, my Father, you just guide us. You take this word and make it real. Make it such that, my God, it cushions the world that we live in. It makes us see the world in your eyes, and it makes us able to do things the way that you want us to do it. So the word says, rescued for real. Now, child of God, sometimes you feel like it's, it's like you've been traveling a long road and tired. Sometimes even the road might feel like it's stony, it's rocky, and you haven't had something to drink, and it's tiring. Some of the things that keep happening in the world, if you do not have the cushion that I'm going to be sharing with you today, it does feel like, you know what, I've been doing this and I'm tired. I've been doing this and I've put in all my energy, all of my work into it, and I'm tired. Sometimes it feels like it's too tough to carry on. Sometimes it feels like it's depressing this anxiety, am I going to be able to carry it on? But I want to reassure you that God knew beforehand that we would need that kind of rescuing that does not require our energy. Because there are times, child of God, where it doesn't matter how I can motivate you, how people can motivate you, how the world can motivate you. If you are trying to save yourself, it is difficult. So that is why God saw it fit that he needed to save us. So that is why this word that I'm sharing today is so dear to my heart because it gives me a reassurance that God himself is in it, is in this journey and is saving us within this journey and is making the traveling not so tough as we are traveling. So I'm just saying, child of God, when you want that you want now to be free, you feel like you have things that are holding you down. You feel like
like there are things that are pulling you back because sometimes it's not a feeling. Sometimes it is real because we live in a spiritual world whereby something may not be because of what you are doing, but maybe because of some ancestral strongholds that are pulling you back but i'm just saying child of god if you are tired of pushing and pushing and huffing and puffing there is a god that does it all for us he saw that we could not save ourselves and if you have already experienced the God that we talk about, you will be excited because you will learn to understand even more by the end of today what God is doing in your life as you are walking in that journey, as you are traveling in that journey, as you are sometimes feeling like, is this how I'm supposed to be handling this? But you will Get that reassurance that it is not by your might that you are doing it, but it is by the Lord's might, by our Father's might. The word that we are going to be reading is taken from Isaiah 52. Most of the scripture will be from Isaiah 52, from verse 1 to 10. Now, as I want to lay it out before you, child of God, the way that you are reading here, it allows you to realize that God cared so much so that he wanted to save us. Now, if I look at the way, there were quite a number of times when God came to save the children of Israel. He came to save the children of Israel through Moses. And he took them out from Egypt. Now, when he did that, he was redeeming them, but it was a form of redemption that did not involve Jesus Christ. There was a form of blood even then because when he was taking them out, they had to have blood on the door so that the sons of the Israelites would not die when he was threatening the Egyptians and only those of the Egyptians would die. But we are going to be sharing more about the saving that he does through our Lord Jesus Christ. So if I take you back, child of God, I'm just saying the world as it looks and as it feels may be such that you may have personal concerns. You may find that what weighs you down is grief. You may find that what weighs you down is fear. What weighs you down is your health or your relative's health. But I'm saying, child of God, we have a father who did not want us to be weighed down with these things, who did not want us to be saving ourselves, who did not want us to be worried about these things. A father who preempted such things, and when he preempted it, he put measures in place, and those measures in place are what we stand by even today. Now, when I look at how the other religions look at it. When I was researching, there were a lot of things that intrigued me. That is why I say we are rescued for real. We are redeemed for real. Because I'll give you an example. When we look at Hinduism, Hinduism says you can personally liberate yourself. It says you can personally liberate yourself. That is Hinduism. Now, the, the different types of religion look at 
redemption and being redeemed in different ways. They say you can personally redeem yourself, meaning that you can do it by stopping sin. You can redeem yourself from sin. You can redeem yourself from guilt. Now, I'm just saying, child of God, sometimes those things are so much that even the body itself cannot fight against those things. So how do you redeem yourself? That is why God saw that in the Old Testament, there's over 600 rules and regulations that people needed to not sin against, but they still could not stop themselves. They could not redeem themselves. As a result, it says the laws that are there if you try to fulfill even one, it means you are falling under the law. And yet, he came to give us an even better way of doing through Jesus Christ by grace. That is unmerited favor. He gave us Jesus Christ that all we needed to do was to accept Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the one that is fighting for us. He is the one that is rescuing us. Islam says you can save yourself by your good deeds. If you do good, according to Islam, you are saving yourself. If you pray, it's through do good deeds, through prayer and through charity. Judaism is through sacrifices. So all of this still requires you. And I'm saying, child of God, when the world is so heavy when things are happening out there and there's so much that you need to do for yourself how are you able to carry on and try and redeem yourself when there is so much that you are dealing with when depression is on the door and according to other religions you still need to pull up your socks you still need to work your power yourself without the help of God, how do you do it? Without the help of Jesus, how do you do it? So I'm saying, child of God, Christianity says someone loved you so, so much so that they saw that you cannot do it alone. You need the Father. You need the communion with the Father. You need the Holy Spirit. And that is God when he sent his only son to die for you. So as I'm looking at the fact that you were rescued for real, as I'm looking at the fact that the world has a lot of things that are so overwhelming, a lot of challenges that are so overwhelming that children of God are finding themselves wanting to have an encounter with Jesus so that when they have an encounter, they can have someone who can assist them. We see it even in the way there were people that would just need an encounter with Jesus and everything else would change. Even now, today, that same encounter with Jesus is all that we need so that we can feel that we've been rescued for real. We see in the way the woman who had an issue of blood understood that I cannot do it by myself. 
I cannot do it with the money that I have. I've spent it all in doctors. But now, all I need is an encounter with Jesus. And once I have that encounter with Jesus, I'll be rescued for real. Once I have that encounter with Jesus, I will have my problem solved. I'm saying, child of God, we need to hunger for that encounter so that we do not have to go back and live the same life. Some people at this point in time are so much grief reading. Some people are so much in debt because of what is happening. I'm just saying, if you find the opportunity to have an encounter with Jesus, you will find that which God has prepared for us, that which saves us and rescues us for real. If I read the word, from Isaiah here, the scripture is showing us that God has always been wanting to save and has been saving his children. Here Isaiah is prophesying. God is talking through Isaiah. It says here, if we start from Isaiah 52 from verse 1, it says, Awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments. O Jerusalem, the holy city. For the answer concise, then the unclean shall no longer come to you. Shake yourself from the dust. Shake yourself from the dust and rise. Sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose yourself from the bones of your neck. I'm just saying, child of God, if you listen to this, God is talking to us. He's saying, even today, we need to rise. We need to awaken. We need to see things in the spiritual realm. We need not to see things the way the world sees it. The world sees it as in that we can rescue ourselves. We can take ourselves out of this. But the world here says, Arise, put on your strength. And it further says, shake yourself from the dust. But when it says, shake yourself from the dust, what I like about this is that it's talking about what we can do. But furthermore, if you go down, it says, loose yourself from the bones of your, of your neck. Oh, captive daughter of Zion. We will talk about it further. But it says, for thus says the Lord, you have sold yourself for nothing, and you shall be redeemed without money. Now, if I can take you back, the scripture was written 700 years before Jesus was born. But it is already talking about the fact that some of what is in here has already come to be, has already come to pass. Well, God was saying, as much as you've put yourself into this situation, I will save you. And now I will not save you with money. And what you are saying here is that the redemption that is coming is now going to be by the blood. Because it says in Hebrews 9 verse 22, according to the law, in fact, nearly everything must be purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So God knew that this time he needed to redeem us for real. He needed to save us for real so that we could live in this world. And even though the world feels 
the way it feels sometimes that it feels like it is stone or walking on rock but when you've been saved for real it feels like you're still cruising you're still moving on smooth surface because god cushions it for us so we need to make that conscious decision to take away the bondage and choose to be forgiven through the remission of the blood so that when times come when we have had the encounter with Jesus and times like this come we find ourselves walking and feeling strong walking and feeling peaceful walking and having joy and when people look at you they are wondering they have why is it that we are in the same world and you're looking at things differently but it is because you've been rescued for real and when you've been rescued for real, someone is doing the grieving for you. It is Jesus that is doing the grieving for you. I'm even reminded of when Jesus saw a mother carrying a dead child and he cried. And later on, he raised that child. I'm just saying that encounter was such that it was Jesus who was grieving for this woman. It was Jesus who saw it fit to even raise the child. I'm just saying, child of God, when we have Jesus on our side, we have someone who is cushioning for us. Therefore, we can say we've been rescued for real. No one is expecting us to be rescuing ourselves. What we are doing is already just to walk in what God has already done for us. So, child of God, it says, as we continue in Isaiah 52, from 5 to 6, it says, Now therefore, whatever I hear, says the Lord, that my people are taken away for nothing. Those who rule over them, make them wail, says the Lord. And my name is blasphemed continually every day. Therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, they shall know in that day that I am he who speaks. Behold, it is I. No more will the world oppress God's children. We are reminded here that no more will the world oppress God's children. And further down from 10 to 12, it says, The Lord has made bare his holy arm. You know, when I was reading this, I was intrigued because it shows that God is making bare his holy arm. It means he is majestically preparing to save us. So I'm just saying, child of God, it says, in the eyes of all the nations and all the earth shall see the salvation of our God. I like, as I go to number 12, it says, for you shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight, for the Lord will go before you and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. So God says, as I'm rescuing you every day, I go before you and I go behind you. You will not need to go in haste, child of God. It doesn't matter where you are. Just remember that God says he is rescuing you. He is going in front of you and he is going behind you. It doesn't matter what it is that you need him to do for you this year, that you need him to do for you even right now. 
walk knowing that he says you must not run like a thief you must not haste because he is walking in front of you and behind you and i'm reminded of these days where they are showing a clip that is playing where there's this a rich man comes out of a car and walks and on both sides has guards and the same child of god that's the kind of stance and the walk that we should be walking because we have God in front. In fact, it should be a better walk because we have God in front of us and behind us. It doesn't matter where we are going. Just rest assured that you no longer need to carry these things for yourself. I dissected and looked at all the things that God is doing according to this rescuing and all that you need to do. And I found that what God is doing is already laying up the foundation. All we need to do is to walk in what God has prepared for us. Because in the scripture, it says we shall not be saved by money. We shall be saved by the blood. It also says the Lord has made bare his holy act. In other words, it says he's fighting majestically for you. So I've looked at all the things because God is in front and behind. You know, when God has says, I have saved you by my blood. Number two, I have made sure that I'm bearing my arm, I'm putting the force that is required to save you. Number three, I'm walking in front and behind you. What more do you need, child of God? What more do we need? We are not expected to rescue ourselves. We've been rescued for real. Now, the same scripture talks about the fact that we must be awake. You know, when I was looking at awake, it says awake, awake. You, it feels like, you know, when someone is waking you up, it's saying, look, child of God. And when it says look, it says in the world, we do not need to look at things that the world is looking at them. It says, let us be awake. It's referring even to our spiritual eyes. Let's look at things with our spiritual eyes. It also says, put on your strength. Now, when you have your strength, I see you, child of God, being able to successfully tread over the devil because you now are able to save yourself through the Jesus that is in you. You are now able to walk even when things don't look like you can do it because of the strength that now you have. The verse continues to say, shake yourself from the dust. Now, if you've been saving yourself, child of God, without Jesus in you, without the Holy Spirit in you, when it says, take the dust, it is difficult. You find you just sit there, you are tired, you are drained. But when you have Jesus in you, when he says, shake yourself from the dust, it is because he knows that you can do it. It is because he knows that the power that is in you is able to help you to shake yourself from the dust. That is why I'm encouraging you, child of God, to be able to first of all ask the one who can save you to help you. Then you can shake yourself. Point number four, 
I said, number one, awake, awake. Number two, put on your strength. Number three, shake yourself from the dust. Number four, you must clothe yourself with beautiful garments. So there in Isaiah, it was even telling you exactly of the things are going to come. You will be able to clothe yourself with righteousness. If you are clothing yourself with beautiful garments, child of God, it is so that the world can see those that have been saved for real. Don't let the things of the world make you look like you are wearing rags. You must clothe yourself with righteousness. Clothe yourself with the goodness of God. And people must see that that one is a child of God. And people will see child of God because God is going to help you. He says in the word, he will help us such that not temptation can overwhelm us. So child of God, you will be able to clothe yourself with the beautiful garments and the righteousness, the righteousness that comes from Jesus because he makes us righteous. He makes us righteous in that when we have him inside of us, we are righteous. And number five, loose yourself, loose yourself from the bonds of your neck. Here, I am just seeing a child of God who is able to say, I will not do this because it will take me back to the chains of the devil. So lose yourself because now you have Jesus in you. Don't go back to where you were. You know, I'm just reminded of the story of the prodigal son. The prodigal son felt that, you know what? I have been eating with pigs. I've been doing things that, that are lonely. I can go back to my father and sit in a position where I am the heir of a bigger throne. And he left his bondage. He left the things that were lonely. There are things that God will show you that these are lonely. These are not for you. So that you can sit in a position where you are rescued for real child of God. All of this. And lastly, I like this part. When it says, I rise. And then later on it says, sit down. Now when the word says, sit down at this point, after all that God has done for you, it's talking about sitting down at the throne with the Lord Jesus. The word says we have been saved and we are now seated with Jesus at the throne. We are now heirs with Jesus. So when it says here, sit down, it's talking about that. Because remember I said this were things that were being predicted and but we are now living in them. You child of God, you are here spiritually, but you are also seated on the throne with Jesus as he's interceding. That is why you find things go well for you on earth because God is seated on the throne. Jesus is seated on the throne and it says we are seated on the throne with him. So the spiritual things are such that we have and our throneship, even as we walk on earth. I'm just saying, child of God, the word is reminding us who we are, whose we are, as we walk 
on earth and it looks like we are the same as everyone else but we have been rescued for real rescued for real we thank God that is why we say to you child of God it is important to not want to rescue yourself but to have Jesus in you rescuing you in fact as I was reading in the scripture and thinking about the word of God something an illustration that I want you to picture is that when you are being rescued by Jesus, it is a situation whereby it's like we are saying to you, I have this medicine. I am putting it in a spoon and I'm giving it to you. Once it is in you, it is what is going to do the work. So I find that sometimes when we are talking about Jesus being the one that rescues us, it sounds like we are just talking about saying, oh yeah, yeah, there's medicine, there's medicine, yeah, yeah, you see it, it's going to help you, but we still put it away. What we are talking about is a rescue mission that requires you to ingest the medicine. It's not enough to go into a hospital if you are sick and say to the doctor, give me the medication, I will put it in my cupboard. It is not enough, child of God. The rescuing, for it to be real, needs to be you saying, I am surrendering. I hear that God decided to send his son. I am surrendering. I'm saying, God, take over. So when God was showing me these illustrations, I realized that sometimes when we talk to people, I find that they will say, I go to church, I pray. It is the same as saying, I go to hospital, I take the medicine, I put it in the cupboard. Unless you ingest the medication, it will have no effect. So I'm just saying, child of God, being rescued for real comes handy when there are things that we cannot handle, comes handy to a point where sometimes when it's too much and you remember the scripture that says, well, God says, be still, you know that if I'm still, if I'm not doing anything and God says I must be still, I know that he is doing something. There are times when it is so overwhelming that you, you just want to sit down, but it is if you are saving yourself, this is what is important. If you are saving yourself, there is no time for you to even say, Lord, I'm tired. I want you to just sit and be still and let you do things. But I'm just saying, child of God, if you have made the decision to take Jesus as your Lord and Savior, be still is relevant. There are times when you will just need to be still, but your things won't be still. Your things will still continue because of Jesus. The things will still continue because of the Holy Spirit. You will be still because you are resting, but your things will be resolved. Everything that God has laid out for you will still continue to come your way. There are times when you want to be still, when, you, for instance, it's overwhelming. But then, when you have the pride, because God will continue to give you the strength to rise up again. When you have the strength to rise up again, because if you are saving yourself, 
you will still need your strength to rise up. But if you have Jesus in you, the strength, the Holy Spirit will pump it in. That is why we say this year is the year of the Holy Spirit because he will pump you in and back to wherever you need to be going. So I'm just saying, child of God, you are blessed. Don't forget that God had promised to rescue you and to rescue you for real. And he did it. There are many other prophecies in the world that we stand by, that we know that God is still going to fulfill. And we are reassured and know that it will happen. Sometimes when people look at redemption in the Old Testament, there is something that lacks because it does not have the stem of Jesus in it. That is why God had to keep coming back and rescuing them. I was reading about the Israelites in Jerusalem, how many times they were captured. The city was captured. If I remember, it's over 30, 40 times where they would be attacked and captured, and God would come and save them. God would come and save them. I think he saved them quite a few times. And in saving them, they would go back to their idols. Sometimes when I look at how he even saved the Egyptians, he saved them, he took them out of Egypt. But because it was an era where Jesus was not inside, it was like a medicine that was still a promised uh, medicine in the future. He was not in them. They immediately, God would rescue them. He would even say to them, take the gold and silver. Immediately Moses goes to talk to God, they would use the same gold and silver to build themselves a God. Why? Because they had been rescued, but there was no, no God inside. There was no Jesus inside of them, no Holy Spirit inside of them to guide them and to show them that this is wrong. So I'm saying, child of God, you've been saved for real now because God now talks to you, through you to say, no, 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 no. You can't do this because now this is idolizing. You can't do this because this is now going to make you fall out of grace. So I'm saying, child of God, we are blessed in that we have been saved for real. Our encounter with Jesus is what makes us saved for real. Our encounter with the Lord Jesus is what makes us saved for real. Rescued for real. And as we are rescued, we are able to hand over our burdens to him. We are able to ask him to carry our burdens with him. There are three important things that I want you to note or if you want to write down that you can remember. The first one is that I've been saying over and over again, we cannot save ourselves, we cannot trust in ourselves. The word says in Ephesians 2, from verse 8 to 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourself. I say again, you cannot save yourself. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. It further says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 from 10, it says, He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope 
that he will continue to deliver us. I said we cannot save ourselves, but God does. Even in the situations, whether it is depression, whether it is fear, whether it is grief, whether it is hunger, you cannot save yourself, but God can. Number two, it says, come to me, those who are weary. We all know, I don't know about you, brother and sister, but we all know that things can be tiring. These past few months, it will be a year in March where we've been in the pandemic. All of it can be tiring. But God says, you don't need to be worried. When people are talking about it, he says, Come to me, those who are weary. All of these things, when you hear them, you say, God is handling it, I'm just leaving. I'm happily doing life. And you leave it to God. You say, I know God will choose the right vaccine for me. God will say when I should go and when I shouldn't. You leave it to God. And even when, because sometimes it doesn't always come the way that we expect, even when things don't go that way. We have a God who carries on, who loves us so much that he goes through with us, through the grief, and takes us through onto that side. He's the one who heals over time. He's the one who takes away the grief over time and gives strength and makes us to walk again. He says, come to me all who are weary and burdened. And during that time, he even gives the peace to go through it, the joy to even look up to him and say, God, I don't understand this. This is not what I bargained for, but because you say in your way, I must hand over to you, I'm handing this over. And God will surprise you. God will surprise you. A good surprise in that you will weather the storms. He is a faithful God. And number three, we need to remember, it's also important that we are purified by the blood, not by money. We are purified by God. And if we are purified by God, it is for real. As I'm coming to an end, as I'm wrapping up, I just want you to remember, child of God, that we serve a God that is powerful, a God that wants us to succeed, a God that will carry us through. It doesn't matter what situation, because he wants to make sure that we come out on the other side. I said earlier on in the way, he will continue to deliver us. He continues to deliver us because he saved us for real. That is why he sent his son, so that when these things come to the earth, they find us in such a way that we have been cushioned. We are not going through it alone. We are not trying to save ourselves because he has saved us. We thank God for his word. And as we are closing, I just want to give an opportunity to someone who hasn't had the experience of, of having encountered Jesus. And I'd like us to pray with that person. And on top of that, I also want to pray for people who feel that maybe they backslid at some point in time because they felt that the world was, was nice and too good at some point in their lives, but right now it's too much. They are caring too much and they see people walking light, 
seeing people walking as if they're living life even during this time. The troubles are there, but they're walking light. They're feeling like, why are things so heavy? Why am I feeling like this? And people who feel that, you know, I feel like I'm being pulled back. It's very common here where you find people are being pulled back because they believe that because they never met their parents, they were brought up by their grandparents, they don't have a relationship with their father or their mother, they feel that things are not going well because of that. I'm saying all of that, it just needs one medication, Jesus, and it solves it. No ancestral things will hold you back, nothing, because Jesus just resolved, and once Jesus is in you, everything is sorted. That is why God sent his son, so that we could be rescued for real. Rescued for real, and have pure joy and peace within a stone. The same peace that we saw him experiencing, Jesus sleeping in a boat when there was a storm, and it was rocking it. You will experience that peace as well. So I want to pray with you today so that Jesus can come into your life and you will experience peace of Lord within a life that throws in different things. You will experience peace, you will experience a great life, you will experience God and God will carry you through. Please pray with me the following prayer. Heavenly Father, I ask for forgiveness of sins. Today, I ask that Jesus come into my life and that as you have come into my life, Jesus, I believe that you died and you rose again and you are seated by the Father. And I believe that you died for my sins and that my sins from today onwards are forgiven. And that I will have a life that has communion with the Father, that my Father, I can get back to, to a communion with my God. I thank you, Lord, as you forgive my sins. I ask for the Holy Spirit to be in me so that I can be a child of God as well and I can be led and guided by the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You are now a child of God and you can be rest assured that God has rescued you and you will have a life that is guided by God, a life that is cushioned by God, a life that has God rescuing you and delivering you every day of your life. In Jesus' name, we thank you. And have a great day and a great week ahead. Amen.